0: Scheme of
1: things. In the, grand, the grand scheme. The grand. Do you think anybody will remember us, Diane?
0: I think they might, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but maybe if I do something that sounds familiar. Yeah. Then they'll, they'll say, oh, it's these guys.
0: They'll, That's it, right.
1: Be That's like that. right. It's 8 31 a.m., Saturday, September the 29th, 2018. I'm Bill.
0: I'm Diane. It's
1: the Bill and Diane
0: Show.
1: <laughs> wow. That's been. I've been holding that in.
0: <laughs> you have been. I've been
1: holding that in. So we've been away for a spell. Yeah.
0: yeah. And it feels like it's been months. Yeah. <laughs> of, um, of a whole, time. A whole a different whole.
1: kind of uh, energetic field, you know, that you're walking around in all day, every day.
0: Well, first of all, um, just the announcement <coughs> that uh, my mother uh, peacefully passed away, and uh, at her home in uh, at that time at a cl- exclusive home care in Portland um, on September nineteenth, and Yom that's Kapoor. Yom Kapoor. Yeah. And. Uh, and that is why we have not been doing the show yep so well i think that i've been sucked deep into the mysteries during this period of time and i've been thinking a lot about how when there's a death that is of someone who is so beloved to you a parent or a partner or a dear friend, or a sibling, I think that it changes your your time. My I was reading this uh, hmm. passage from a, a book that my dear friend Nancy gave me that I mentioned on the show read a little bit from called Let the Evening Come. Okay. And the woman who wrote it is in her 90s. I don't know if she is still alive or and at the time that she was writing it she was saying that she felt like that there are two senses of time, chronological and kairos, uh, that had been mentioned in philosophy and that the kairos was more the eternal time. The, um, I, read a, I actually looked up a definition of the difference between the two and somebody had written a really beautiful Um, description of it saying that chronological time was like a river that is carrying you along and Kairos is like a lake that you're just swimming in.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And that's always there. The eternal time is always there but you're usually tumbling around in the river. Time
1: happening all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, I like that kind of time.
0: But I, I think that during this period of time I mean I really I lost track of time. I lost track of Chronos. I actually had a little bit of difficulty um, when I was back at work even thinking about is it Wednesday? Is it Tuesday? You know, I was just having trouble. You finally
1: get this. You you've been messaging me about this for a week this this Chronos and Kairos thing. And I was like, yeah, it's interesting, but I didn't really I wasn't really perceiving what you were saying, which is that you feel like you're floating in Kairos right now. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what the passing of a beloved person puts you in. And it's not a bad place.
0: No, it's... And, it,
1: and it, it feels...
0: I got myself a cup of coffee here, and I'm going to take me a sip.
1: Maybe because we're old now, it feels completely appropriate. Yeah, I am an egg. Right. right. To, how, to what you're involved with anyway, you know
0: well i think it's kind of the gift of a yeah. of a death of someone that is that important to you is that it opens up a crack into this this more eternal place because i was telling you this morning i've been crying this morning so you will hear it in my voice but not a it's not a misery crying it's a uh, overload of emotions yeah, it's crying
1: it's like an it's like a, it's like a geyser or something
0: when my father died um 20 years ago i had such a difficult time with his death it was uh it stayed with me for a long time until i had a vision of him but i just felt like even when i cried that there was no relief that there was just this knot in my heart that wouldn't um go away, and it was painful and hard and and uh with the death of my mother, which has been a uh, uh, well she first of all has uh, been giving us a long goodbye i I often thought that it was almost like a parent who was teaching a child to walk or ride a bike or something how how the parent is right there with you and then is backing away and backing away, and the kid doesn't even realize after a while that...
1: I always think the, of it as, you know, you, the child is the one who's in motion. Right. It's like a parent waving goodbye as the school bus goes down the street, you know? Yeah. You're moving away. They're stopping. They're, they're, staying, yeah. they're staying where they are, kind of thing. I
0: don't know. But I, I did feel like my mom gently released. So it wasn't a shock. And it wasn't, it was uh, very gracious, a gracious leaving. <laughs> Just like yeah. she, her spirit is, you know, she was always a gracious person. So what I'm feeling right now is is so different in grief. Because, and I keep telling people that the gratitude overwhelms the sorrow. And it is so true. I mean, I I cry, but even that is because I feel so fortunate. I feel so fortunate to have been in this family and loved, been loved by these people. And being nurtured by these people. I, I was telling Bill this morning that... I felt like I got planted in the most rich soil in the beautiful garden.
1: I think that's another one of the gifts of being older. I mean, you, can, you could have said that 20 years ago when your father passed. You could have said those exact things because they were true. Yeah. But I, don't, I think you have to be of a certain age to feel it in your body. Because I find that the older I get, I, my emotions are in my body. And it's like everything is has a, some kind of a physical uh, aspect to it. Yeah. Kind of like the two different kinds of time, you know. But I think what I appreciate about being older is that there is this sense of resonance in things that have always been in my life and I've always appreciated. But the appreciation gets becomes a, a something that you can feel all the way through you and uh it's better and it it it's like a reward it feels like a reward uh, so I mean here's to it because it's all it's the path you know because yeah. it's this is this is how you and I prepare for our passing
0: that's right you know and we can tell our
1: children all, all kinds of things, but they're not going to know what we're talking about. No. But, they, but you know that they will. You, yeah. know? you know that they will know. Because that's, I think that's how people get. To whatever degree people are paying attention day in and day out. Now I, I'm convinced at this stage in my life that I have more time to think now than I have ever had before. And I'm thinking the hell out of it. <laughs> I really am you know and <laughs> i you, i feel like that's a reward too in a, on one level but it's it's amazing to me when i think of our my cousins the lander home family cuz i've always felt a, a special kind of closeness with them even when you know i only see them once a year or less when i think about them and I think about how my feelings for them over the last 10 years have become visceral. There is, uh, it's like it has spread through my thoughts into my entire being. And so when I see them, I am delighted. I am uh, there, But it's a particular kind of delight, you know. So, I don't know. I'm, I think as we get older, we get a lot of uh, more opportunities to feel stuff and, it's kinda of good.
0: Well and I think you become more educated about your own thoughts and right. your own feelings.
1: Right. Yeah, and but, maybe that's it. Maybe it's just a matter of learning how to recognize what what you're feeling as you're feeling right. it, rather than just feeling something odd and
0: But also my grief for my mom is really tempered by the fact that that poor little body of hers was was spent, you know.
1: She made full use of it.
0: We went down to see her when we heard that um, things were getting dire.
1: That she had stopped and eating. Basically.
0: She's yeah, that she was having. Well, she was having issues even keeping any food uh. down or any drink down, and yeah, she's that's stopped. so. Uh, we went down, and um, my brother and and Mary and Eric also were there when we came down. And I knew it was goodbye at that point because my mom was so far down that path. It was really hard for her to come back. And she was getting obviously distressed by our distress. And it was actually causing her physical discomfort when we were there. And it was very painful to um, see her distress, I mean, it was kind of like bouncing, the distress bouncing back and forth between yeah. us, it was just uh, it was very difficult, and I knew that she was on that path, and um, so when well, we, we, we uh, still went on a little trip to Vashon to see our friends, which we had planned for a long time, and when we got back, I I did a little ritual with with Bill and um with my uh, you know just set up a shrine for my mom and spoke to her spirit and said you can release it's you know we'll feel bad that's part of the whole thing we are going to feel sorrow because we loved you and that's all there is to it but But it's okay. You know, I I think at this age that if you you can't grasp at the body because the spirit knows that the spirit exists on a different plane. I mean, even being able to speak to her, I felt like I felt like it was a relief because I didn't have to go through the body anymore to to. talk to her i could talk to her the way i still talk to my father or my grandparents or whatever i i think you know and that's the great mystery all of us grapple with it in our own way and um i don't know i i feel like i've been given this great gift I had the gift of being able to go on that journey as far as I was able to with my mom. Uh, Not everybody gets that gift of being able to watch throughout the entire time yeah. how that goes and and what i was I've been watching her slow release for a long time and watching that her lack of interest in uh in this world and and thought, you know, that's what's happening. That's what goes. Is you, you're starting to lack interest in, in even being in the river anymore. You don't want to be in the river anymore. You want to be in the lake. So I feel like I've been given a great gift by being able to be with her. And uh, through this whole experience. And it's taught me so much about how I want to go into my own twilight years, you know. To to have this sort of grace that she had about giving up every single thing that she had until the end. Um, that was quite a lesson to watch.
1: Right. And part of that is in how she responded to the random events of her life you know to be able to establish a presence within the limitations that were put on her and to and to really be there yeah uh, and i think that extended all the way up to the end and the last gift she had for you was to let you know
0: that she knew you were there yeah I think that took great effort for her to come back. Yes, you could see it. uh, You could see it. It was a struggle. But anyway, uh, so there are several things that have been meaningful to me during this time. I mean, there's been lots of things that have been meaningful. I really appreciated working with my brother on the obituary and writing about my mom's life because my mom was so such a i mean i always think of my mom as as beauty that she had a beautiful way of presenting the world to her children and uh everything in my life has been touched by that beauty. She was a beautiful woman, but she had a beautiful spirit, and she created beauty around her, and it always gave me an appreciation for that, and it was really wonderful to uh, write the obituary with my brother because it was so natural that both of us were feeling the same way, and uh, and could do that and write about my mom. That's not an easy thing to do, but somehow working with Gary on it made it easy for me. And I really appreciated his uh, taking care of so many of the things that had to be done down in Portland. It was deeply meaningful for me that you had a couple of performances during this time yeah. that um, allowed me to uh, get into the <laughs> into artistic efforts as part of the celebration of my mom's life because it's because of her that art, artistry in all its forms became so important to me and uh, the Landerholms came uh, to your concert not only to see you but to support me yeah. because they had just lost their mother in May right so it was quite a unity of everyone and interestingly in the concert all of a sudden the door opened up a door with a knob a door yeah. with you know that you have to walk in <laughs> It just opened up, and there was no one there. And all of us just looked around at each other, and were, all of us were convinced that our moms were coming to the show. And it was deeply meaningful to me that I received a phone call from Carol, who often listens to our show, and and she shared with me things that she thought my mom was telling her. And it was very comforting to me. Yeah. So there are many things that have been happening that but I think that having having this shrine, which I have learned, I was thinking I never knew to do that with my father when he passed. There's something about setting up a little shrine for the person you love that is so healing. And I think it's partially because you just feel their presence whatever you set up because you're setting it up thinking of that person. And I think that there's so many things in your heart that you want to say about their life. And so much gratitude that you just want to send on their way, you know. That uh, on their passage of which we don't know, you know, we don't know how that's communicated, but I just feel it is. So, it's been a really wonderful thing for me to have this, because it's in what I kind of think of as the heart of our house because of its placement in our dining room, and I just feel like it's. Uh, like a place that I can have her here with me, and yet I know she can be with all the people that she loves. She could be with Gary and Mary and Eric, she could be with me, she could be anywhere. She's busy, she's busy. Anyway, yeah. the reason why I was Bill asked me if I wanted to do a show today, and you know, I just feel like It's difficult, how do you even talk about these things when you're still sort of sorting them out for yourself? And because especially with a mother, the loss of a mother is so hard because you can't even imagine, you know, your very being is created by your mother and your father. And you've been a part of your mother so that is so hard to think of that person no longer being there for, for on so many levels, the person who's carried you and educated you and made you the person you are, but also the person who is sort of your cheerleader and you know that no matter what, You know, even if they say, Oh, I'm, you know, uh, this is going to really change our relationship, you know it won't. So, not many people in your life like that. And also, a person who's watched you throughout your life and seen all the things, even when you thought that your parents didn't know you that well, (laughs) they know you very well.
1: you're the only living witness to the entirety of your life.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, I just thought, how do you talk about all this? But I just feel like we should because I think people don't talk enough about the mysteries of all of this and, and what is going on. And I feel like, yeah, it's okay to do it
1: it's not just okay it's essential I think that's it's why we're here yeah It's this is what we're supposed to be doing as human beings, individuals on the planet is having our life you know, having it
0: anyway um, this morning uh, well last night I was trying to think of something to honor my mom in music and she really liked a lot of different kinds of music and But then all of a sudden I thought, oh, it should be Rachmaninoff because uh, my mother introduced this music to me. I don't know if it was as important to Gary. I'd have to ask him. But she certainly introduced it into my life. And I used to listen to this record all the time in high school because of her. She had been introduced to it when she was 21 years old. And... That's the thing I loved about my mom, is that she just was gently bringing all of her interests into our lives. I, I can't really identify an interest I have that didn't somewhat start off with her gentle influence uh, creating it. And uh, this piece is one that I really associate with my mother, and it also is so purely beautiful. And I feel like it just really made me think of her, uh, whenever I heard it and think of home, which I think a mother always represents to us as is, is home. So this is the second movement of Rachmaninoff's piano concerto number no. two.
1: In C minor.
0: It's C minor. And it is the whole Uh, piano concerto is gorgeous but it would take too long to uh,
1: play the whole thing to play
0: the whole thing and I had wanted to read a couple of uh, pieces from John O'Donohue that have been very important to this time but I think that we should just post it and people can read
1: so in the comments section underneath today's show there'll be
0: Pardon me, I'm gonna have another drink of coffee.
1: A couple of postings from Diane and the uh, John O'Donohue piece of
0: boy. Yeah. yeah. That's good coffee.
1: I think you talked about this very well.
0: Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, think I feel it, like it's uh it's hard to talk it's about. It's hard these to talk things. about,
1: but you know. It's an ex- you know, life is an exploratory thing. Right. That's that's the that's the business, as you know.
0: But I also do truly feel like the departed are never gone. I know that because of the way that, um, they still are integrated in my life. Right. Even if you want to say it's just because as long as you're alive, they're, they're interwoven in you. Right. Uh, that's fine. That's what we're talking about. That's right.
1: But it's also the older you get, the more you feel it all the way through you Yeah. until, so it feels like a presence, uh, you know, emotional uh, responses to your experience can are do become presences in your in your body as well as in your heart and your mind, you know?
0: So. And I also want to just say that that line from Safe in the Sound that you wrote has been deeply meaningful to me right now. Um, maybe I'm through now crying for you as mm-hmm. though only your body were true. That is a great uh, one of the great mysteries is it's not just the body that's true.
1: There you go. How about some Rachmaninoff? Yeah.